Hi everyone and welcome to this podcast introducing and getting to know ADA's new president and vice president. I would like to introduce our guests Tracy Tellum and Amanda Bartlett. Tracy has been a clinical nurse consultant at the Ipswich Diabetes Service and has a strong focus on service delivery and the ongoing education of diabetes educators and the mentoring and growth of new diabetes educators. Tracy aims to ensure that those living with diabetes receive the right care in the right place and in the right time frame. Tracy has been on the steering committee for statewide diabetes clinical network in Queensland for the past eight years. This network is responsible for many clinical improvements in care for people with diabetes across Queensland. Tracy has served on the ADEA board since 2016 and was vice president from 2019 before becoming president in November 2020. Amanda is a registered nurse and certified midwife with over 30 years experience in health. She has been a credentialed diabetes educator for over 12 years, working in both public hospitals and her own private practice. Amanda has mentored many CDEs, supporting them to achieve their goals, and is a guest lecturer at UTS. She has previously held a directorship of ADIPS, served in the, on the ADA Complaints Committee, and she is involved with Medical Education and Scientific Council, or MESAC, in an advisory role. She is passionate about supporting all people with diabetes, supporting ADEA members, and furthering the direction of ADEA as a professional body. Amanda became Vice President in November 2020. Hello, Tracy and Amanda. How are you both today? I'm really well, thank you. Thank you for having me here. Hi, Jan. Thanks for the introduction. I'm really well, thank you. Great. Lovely to catch up with you again after all this time. Thank you for both coming along. And, Tracy, uh, you're, um, I'll start with you, if, if we might. Um, you're ADA's new uh, president, and a big congratulations to you. And I was wondering if you'd like to start by telling us a little bit about your journey to become a CDE, what your primary discipline is, and what area of diabetes education you currently work in, please. So my interest in becoming a credentialed diabetes educator started when I was working in a large public hospital in the emergency department in Melbourne. So many of the patients presenting to ED had diabetes and or diabetes-related conditions, and I just felt I could improve the care of these patients and understand more about diabetes. So I completed the Mayfield Diabetes Education course in 2000, and I went to become credentialed by working as a volunteer in diabetes, as a diabetes educator at Diabetes Victoria and then at the Logan Diabetes Service in Queensland. Uh, my primary discipline is a registered nurse and I'm currently working as the clinical nurse consultant for the Ipswich Diabetes Service. Thank you uh, for that um, short introduction, Tracy. Amanda, again, congratulations also to you on becoming ADA Vice President. I was wondering if you would like to start by telling us a little bit about your journey to becoming a CDE, what your primary discipline is and what area of diabetes education you currently work in, please. Thanks, Jan. Uh, I'm a midwife and a registered nurse. I've been a midwife for about 30 years. And I was working in a major obstetric hospital in Sydney, New South Wales, running their diabetes service. 
and felt there was a greater a greater requirement for input into women's care and in particular into pump therapy during pregnancy. So as I worked alone, I found a good mentor through ADEA and um, upskilled by completing the pump courses and was um, credentialed quite quickly. Uh, so I now work 20 hours a week. I still work as a midwife um, and I run my own private practice for about 20 hours a week uh, in diabetes education in Sydney's East and CBD. And I specialise in type 1 diabetes uh, technology, so pumps and CGMS and pregnancy. Thank you so much for that, Amanda. Tracy, I was wondering if we could um, get you to explain a little bit more about the role of the ADA board and what responsibility the president takes on within that board, please. Yes, so the ADA board is a national board of directors made up of um, CDEs and independent directors. So the independent directors give us an extra sort of skill set, uh, which includes finance, legal and commercial business skills. So we're very lucky to have the three directors that we have. Um, the board is responsible for the overall governance, management and strategic direction of the ADEA and for delivering accountable performance in accordance with the ADEA goals and objectives. This responsibility is set out in the ADEA constitution. The president is responsible for taking on a leading role in keeping the vision of ADA alive. And that vision is transforming lives through excellence in diabetes education and setting the course to achieve this vision by chairing the board. Um, we also work closely with the CEO to discuss progress in implementing the board's strategic direction. That's it in a nutshell. Thank you very much for that. Um, Amanda, I was wondering if you could perhaps tell us a little bit about your responsibilities as, as the on the ADA board as the vice president in that case. Aside from the usual quarterly board meetings, Tracy and I meet every fortnight with Susan, our CEO, for updates and discussions. And I'm also a member of two other committees, the Farm Committee, which I had to learn what that was when I joined the board. It's the Finance, Audit and Risk Management Committee. And that was a really big learning curve for me as a registered nurse and a midwife. Uh, but I really love being on that committee and it's an important committee to be on. Um, and secondly, I'm on a, another committee which reviews opportunities and ways of promoting the CDE brand and raising awareness and the importance of Thanks for that, Amanda. Gosh, it's certainly changed a bit since I was on the, on the board in another lifetime. Thank you for that. Um, and I have a question now, which I'm sure our members will be very interested in. Uh, are there any um, big projects or, or issues that the board are addressing this year that you're able to briefly discuss for us? So one of our main focus areas to serve members is to promote the brand and raise awareness of the CDE. And we're aiming to do this through further collaboration, Diabetes Pathways projects and the CDE Education Review. And these are really exciting projects that we will definitely be sharing with members as they unfold. So growing and supporting our membership is always a priority. The board has recently developed a three-year um, strategic plan, which is new and it's available on the ADE. EA website. And in producing the plan for the members, there was an emphasis upon 
promoting the CDE and partners, partnering with members to advocate for their professional interests. We wrote seven pillars, which the board focus upon to achieve the plan. And I'll just summarise those for you. Our first pillar, which we felt really uh, strongly about, is to promote the credential diabetes educator, profession and brand. Our second pillar was to partner with members to advocate for their professional interests. Third, provide and endorse professional development and advanced practice opportunities. Our fourth pillar was to collaborate with key stakeholders to improve outcomes for people with diabetes. The fifth was to advocate and support excellence in research by and for CDEs. Sixth, to create contemporary and innovative resources. And our seventh and final pillar was to deliver strategic and effective governments and management. So those seven pillars um, obviously have subheadings under them and they're reviewed really regularly at board meetings to ensure that we're achieving our strategic plan. And delivering strategic and effective governance is also a focus which we're achieving through a diversified board, training, we have regular training sessions when we meet and all the subcommittees. I agree, Amanda. Promoting the brand and raising awareness of the CD is very important. And we have two new strategic progress with projects which are commenced in 2020, the Diabetes Pathway Project and the CDE Educational Review Project. So the first one, the Diabetes Pathway Project, commenced in March 2020. It will develop clear and user-centred information for people with diabetes, GPs and other healthcare providers about the importance of diabetes self-management education and when people with diabetes should see a CDE for diabetes education, care and management. The pathways will support our planned advocacy and communications across a range of areas, including advocacy for enhancements in the MBS-funded referral for structured diabetes education, increased private health reimbursements and advocacy to ensure other government services such as NDIS and MyEdgeCare include subsidised access to CDEs and referral for structured diabetes education. The pathways have been developed for type 1, type 2 and gestational diabetes and our final end-user testing with GPs and consumers has been completed and the pathways will be available in March 2021. Um, they will be extremely, they will be extensively promoted to GPs and people with diabetes and other health professionals. Our second important project is the CD Education Review Project, which also commenced in March 2020. It is an end-to-end -end review of the CD education pathway to modernise, improve and to standardise education programs. It includes a review of the ADEA accredited university courses, including the practical placements and credentialing and mentoring programs. It was going to be a stepped progress. So phase one was research and consultation with ADA members and key stakeholders has been completed and the recommendations for phase one have been discussed with the project's expert reference group, course coordinators, credentialing committee, CASP committee and the CASP committee. Management is recommended a revised education and credentialing pathway and the ADEA board will consider the findings and recommendations in their February board meeting before proceeding with the next and final phase of the project. The foundation work required to implement changes to the education and credentialing pathway. 
This foundation work includes clarifying the law around insulin titration to resolve scope of practice issues for CDEs, developing and implementing a CDE education and competency standards framework and assessment tools, conducting further research into the implications of the proposed changes to education and credentialing, for example, workforce and enrolment, and opportunities to address these investigating models of four and developing ADA-led programs for clinical placement, practical advanced practice mentoring, developing and updating the corresponding guidelines, for example, the accreditation guidelines, and programs to support the new education and credentialing pathways, providing the postgraduate course providers with updated ADEA guidelines and standards to begin the transition to reviewed postgraduate education requirements. This is estimated to take approximately two years to 2024. The final phase is expected to be completed by early next year and will be followed by implementation. Thank you for that, um, Tracy and Amanda. Uh, obviously, you are listening to you, you're obviously both very accomplished in your careers as CDEs. And I'm wondering what advice you'd give to budding young CDEs beginning their careers. And I might start with you again, Tracy, if that's all right. Um, so I get asked this question a lot. Um, I get approached by a lot of registered nurses um, to ask how they can progress a career in diabetes education. And I always start by recommending that they complete the Graduate Certificate of Diabetes Education and Management through one of the universities that is recognised by the ADEA and to definitely engage with the ADEA for support and ongoing learning opportunities. And also to attend as many ADEA meetings and conferences as they can um, and put yourself out there and get yourselves known to other diabetes educators attending. You know, go up and introduce yourself say you're wishing to expand your career in diabetes education and make the most of that expertise out there of many experienced diabetes educators, which I'm sure are willing to help and to mentor you as well through your career. Thank you, Amanda. Can I have your thoughts on that too, please? I really love the flexibility um, working as a CDE. I've been able to increase or decrease my workload depending on my family's needs. So I found there was so much support for young CDEs through ADEA mentoring, the special interest groups to build a really great career, whether that's in private or public health, to support people and their fam people living with diabetes and their families. So my advice would be um, definitely attend conferences, engage in webinars, engage, keep learning, support one another and be professional. CDEs are real specialists in diabetes education and we improve the lives of those living with diabetes and the supporting people living with diabetes. Thank you to you both for that. And just, I guess, before we finish up today, we thought it might be nice to hear who you are outside your roles on the ADA board. And so I wondered if each of you could tell us a little bit about your interests or hobbies. And Tracy, perhaps we could begin with you. Um, I've just become a grandmother for the first time, so that's very exciting. So I spend as much time as I possibly can with my grandchild, um, which I thoroughly enjoy. And we've always gone to the beach a lot, so we spend a lot of weekends at the beach. And, you know, I try and cook a new recipe every week just to try and expand my repertoire. Um, and, yeah, so that's – and I'm a confessed binge watcher. When I can, I very much like to sit down and watch, just turn off and watch a show from beginning to end. And that's me. And congratulations on the grandchild. Um, Amanda, 
um, a little bit about you, if you could. Uh, so I'm originally from the UK, but I moved here in 1987 as part of the British Nurses Scheme when they were backfilling the shortage in Australia when the student nurses went from hospital training to universities. So I've been married for nearly 30 years. I'm a mother of three boys, I suppose we'd call them young adults now. Uh, our youngest has just left home to attend ANU, so we're finally empty nesters. Uh, I'm definitely a morning person. I get up really early between five and six most mornings to exercise before I go into work and I'm lucky to live in the east of Sydney so I ocean swim or I have just taken up surf paddling in the harbour um, and it's a really lovely way to start the day and definitely the only way to get any exercise. I'll take your word for it about it being a good way to start the day. It sounds very energetic to me but thank you for that. Uh, and Tracy and Amanda, I think that's all the, the questions I had to ask you today but thank you both so much for your time. Uh, it's been great to talk to you and to get to know you both, both as your, in your roles as Vice President, President and Vice President, but also uh, in your life outside work. I'd like to also take the opportunity to thank the listeners for taking the time to listen to this podcast and to obtain CPD credit for this podcast, please go to the ADEA Learning Management System at learning.adea.com.au and complete a feedback and evaluation form. So until next time, goodbye and see you soon.